We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. We're still wildly fascinated in a very tragic and sad way about what happened in Idaho. And Paul Morrow is back with us, retired NYPD investigator, founder of the OpsDesk.org. He was just there in Idaho investigating this, seeing what he could find. Paul, how are you this afternoon? I think you're back in New York, though, right? I am, Mark. Just returned this morning. You know, when when this story broke, I remember listening to Fox, I think it was on a Monday morning, and the big story was the murders at the University of Virginia by that football player. But this kind of happened at the same time, and I remember thinking, this is weird. None of this really makes sense. And a month later, it doesn't make sense, does it? No, it really doesn't. And, you know, you actually hit on something there, Mark, which has gone unremarked upon, which is, and I wrote a piece uh, on uh, Fox.com, FoxNews.com, rather, on, online, and it's up on, on my page on FoxNews.com. Um, about mm, two weeks before both the events you just mentioned that talks about the fact that there is a alarming spike in campus-related crime, generally not on campus, just off of it. And uh, I've never been less pleased about being right because it was somewhat predictive. We've had uh, this real spike in events, and obviously Idaho would be part of that. After coming back from this trip, do you have any better handle on on what, you know, is going on out there, what they're kind of trying to hone in on? Because, you know, and I don't know if I heard you say this earlier today on Fox, but some people have commented that, you know, the, the further away we get from the actual murder, the more likely it does become somewhat of a cold case. They're saying they have leads, and obviously this is a complicated case, but man, you start to think, this is a small town, it wouldn't be that hard, right? At least in your mind you would think that. You would think that. Um, complex investigation, complex crime scene. Um, I don't have much of a better handle on it than I did because they're, they're holding their cards very, very close to the chest. But sometimes what the police don't tell you is as indicative as what they do. So in this instance, trying to read the tea leaves like everybody else, I take a couple of salient facts away to try to form a picture. Number one, they have put out, they put on paper in a press release, which you can't walk back, that they are, quote unquote, making progress. I can tell you that um, some of the sourcing I developed out there involving family members of the victims have represented to me and uh, Lawrence Jones, who I, I did his show over the weekend, and Lawrence has done great work on this. Um, they are telling the family members that things are going in the right direction. That's the quote. So what that means to me is that, you know, they, they are making some progress. At the same time, they haven't offered a reward. They've stopped doing press conferences. They've kind of hunkered down. And that tells me that they feel like they're going to get there because think of it in reverse. If they've done all those things, no reward, telling everybody it's going the right direction, trust us, trust us, trust us, 
And then let's say it's February of next year, at which point we're very much into cold case territory. There's going to be a lot of second guessing. I assume they know that. So at this point, I don't feel it's a cold case. I do feel like they are. They believe they're making progress. And I think that's because the DNA is probably finally starting to come back. They're probably starting to isolate what they think is the perp's profile. They might have some hair that might give you, uh, let's say, uh, a race. Um, they, I believe, may have a footprint. There's some talk about that. They may have something of a shoe size. They have some things coming back, but I think the real fertile area that they're likely getting stuff back from is the digital area. The digital footprint of this person, I think, um, they may be getting close to. Paul, this is Sue. Uh, we heard that a lot of the students did not return, you know, just to that area, like 40 percent or something crazy. But it sounds to me like, uh, are they thinking this was a specifically attacked person? In other words, a targeted person rather than just a random event? Yeah, that's still a question, isn't it? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? So targeted, you know, that's become a real buzz term here. I think that what happened was in terms of just focusing on that word for a second. Um, I've walked the area. I've walked around the crime scene. I've walked up behind it. It's not exactly it, I'm surprised this is not getting more play. But in the back of the house, first of all, the perp didn't go in the front of the house. I would be stunned. It's very exposed. Even four in the morning, there's enough light. It's Anybody looking out the window could see him going in. Um, I, I Or even if he went in earlier, in that I, there's some theories bouncing around out there that he came in earlier in the night and secreted himself someplace in the house, mm. waiting for them all to come home. I'm not willing to marry that story to that story until, you know, I, I have a better feel for the interior of the house. You know, you got five people living there. I'm not so sure how he thought he could keep himself hidden. But putting that on the shelf, I feel like he definitely came in the back door. Now, why does that matter? Because there's a parking lot out back that doesn't seem to be brought up very much in the narrative on this thing. But, you know, as a cop walking around on the scene, it really jumped out at me. There's a, a little bit of woods. It's on a hill, the house. And it, it, there's a little bit of woods behind the, the house, and then there is a flat park, I mean, a little bit of woods, you know, maybe 20 feet, and then mm-hmm. a flat parking lot that's quite secluded. But from the parking lot, you can look down right into those back sliding doors, and you can see a very good portion of the second floor. You could be able to see people coming and going in a common area. So my read is that he came in the back door, he was there, and to be there, you had to want to be there. You're going to go there. You're not going to happen upon it. It's a, it's a, like I said, a secluded parking lot in a residential area, a lot of student housing nested together. I don't believe this is a crime of opportunity to be up in that area. You've got to want to go to that area. That alone makes it targeted. But there was some back and forthing between the prosecutor's office and the cops, and that felt to me a little bit like a, you know small-town politics in play. That led to some loss of confidence in the way that they seem to be conveying the case, but that doesn't mean they're doing anything wrong operationally. And, you know, big city police departments blow the messaging too, God knows. There was a sure. proposal here in New York City so last week over uh, a homeless issue. So just because they haven't done, you know, everything perfectly in terms of conveying messaging doesn't mean that it's going, it's not going forward operationally. I do think, however, that they are having some trouble with the families. I think they may have been a little bit, a little bit slow to get their arms around that piece. You've got to make sure the families are real, really feel like, you know, you put your arms around them and you're keeping them in the loop. And that's tough to get back. And I think that's some of what we're seeing now. Yeah, and I think some of the families have been pretty careful. They've been diplomatic in, in just describing what's going on and not trying to be overcritical. But one of the things that I think um, the uh, the parents and the sister of Kaylee 
Gong Calvi, I can't remember how to pronounce her name, were saying that they, they feel like some people, one of the comments this week, they may have cleared some people a little bit too soon. Is there anything to that in your opinion? You know, they could be. Um, but I, you know, as I said on, on air a few times on Fox, is that, you know, it, it, that doesn't mean that that much. I mean, okay, they came out and they cleared somebody, and maybe they didn't need to do that. Maybe they could have just said something like, you know, everybody is still a suspect. I think what they wanted very much to do was to clear and this is based on nothing more than gut, gut feeling and, you know, maybe some self-reporting. I think they wanted to clear the two surviving housemates, um, you know, the, the, the sure, two girls right. downstairs, Dylan and Bethany. Um, they, you know, really felt like those girls had been through a lot. Um, they really assessed that they were not um, part of this crime. And so they really wanted to make sure that they, you know, weren't uh, – didn't feel like they were under suspicion and people weren't camped out in front of their houses and wanted to give them distance and respect. And so, yes, yeah, so maybe they went a little bit far. Um, but, you know, it doesn't mean that much. There's cleared and then there's cleared. They get a data point where they see that somebody that they had previously cleared has been obsessively on, let's say, Maddie's Instagram or Kaylee's TikTok videos. Because that's what they should be looking at. And I assume they are. They got the FBI with them. The Bureau is good at this kind of stuff, except for my old unit in NYPD intelligence. Uh, I don't know anybody else that can do that as well as the FBI. You can pull those logs. You can get to the TikTok logs. You know, they, the, the uh, representatives of the Chinese company are in California. You can pull that stuff and start to look at commonalities. Okay, this IP address is on Kaylee's TikTok 32 times in two days. And then look at that. The same IP is hitting Madison's Instagram. 46 times in the week before the event. Well, that's somebody who is unnaturally interested. So right. I feel like that's the kind of thing that they're doing now. Yeah, that's it. Now, on the DNA front, I, I, mean, I can't even imagine. Just in the, the apartment or the house, how many people lived in it total? Six people? No. Well, five, and Ethan was there that night, unfortunately, for him staying over with that. Okay. But five people, college friends, boyfriends, uh, all this activity, there was a dog. I can't even imagine how much DNA mm. and hair and all these other things were in there even before this happened, right? So that's got to overcomplicate it. Sure. And, you know, they were popular. You know, it's a bunch of young girls. They're going to college. Uh, you know, people in the area know them. Um, it was known to be a place where people came and, go, uh, came and went. So you are going to have that. However, my understanding, and this was from a family member source, is that the uh, patrol team that responded, well, the patrol officer that responded, I should say, did do a good job in isolating the two interior crime scenes, the two bedrooms. I know it was very easy to jump on the theme that the small-town police department blew it, and, you know, they didn't know what they were doing, and the whole thing has gone sideways. The, the crime scenes are contaminated. That was based on nothing more than the fact that the, there's 28 people in the, in the department. But most cops, certainly any of the ones that I ever worked with, with knowing a scene like that, the first thing you need to do once you make sure nobody needs aid, you have to see if you can render aid first. Once you've confirmed they're beyond your help, you got to maintain the sanctity of that crime scene. My understanding is that this patrol cop, whoever he or she was, did that. And so what do you have? I think you have a very salient data point you can work with between the two interior crime scenes. There's going to be a commonality of DNA in the defensive wounds. And the police have, it, have said, I'm sticking to their line now, they have said that there are some of the victims who have defensive wounds. That's more than one. We mm -hmm. know Zana is one right. of them from her father. So fingernail scrapings under Zana's fingernails, fingernail scrapings, let's say, in the other bedroom under Madison's fingernails, 
Now you have something that you can match. And if the two of them have the same foreign DNA under their finger, fingernails, right, right. there's your guy. doesn't mean you yeah. can identify him, mm. but you have a profile. It's just so complicated and so overwhelmingly sad. You know, as, as the parent of, I have two boys, but also a little girl, and I just can't even imagine what these parents and these families, especially this time of year, are going through, Paul. So I hope they get some resolution here quickly. Yeah, Mark, Mark, uh, Mark I can tell you that uh, I spoke to Stephen Salves. Uh, you know, I sat, we had a conversation, uh, you know, good length, and uh, there's no describing the pain the guy's yeah. going through. I mean, it's, it, you'd be inhuman not to feel it. Well, and I think he's handled himself, you know, under all that pressure and, and stress, too. I think he's handled himself quite well. They want answers, but they're also, I, I think, I sense that they were trying to be pretty responsible here and, in, in, you know, not get too crazy. But his emotions obviously have taken over a couple of times as well, and that's understandable. Paul, thank you so much. I appreciate all the insight here this afternoon in St. Louis. Mark, Sue, thank you very much. All right, take care. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.